Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Caught at the 20. Racing near sideline 10. Turn of the 5. Touchdown Raiders. The crowd applauds because Las Vegas just win, baby. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Hanging out in the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Definitely come on by. We're here for Monday Night Football, and there's, of course, two games on this evening. Excited about that. Tennessee is taking on uh, the Buffalo Bills. That game should be an exciting game. And then the Eagles, they're the nightcap. They're taking on the Minnesota Vikings. That also should be a pretty exciting game. Now, because I expect both games to be exciting, that means that one will probably be a dud. But that's fine. I mean, that's just how everything shakes out. This is the place to see it, though. Check out the games here at the Underground Lounge, Oyo Hotel, and Casino. Uh, Also, we're... Uh, hearing from you this afternoon, 702-365-9200. We do have Ed Graney coming up at, two, at 3.30 uh, to talk about everything that he saw while he was in the press box uh, yesterday afternoon watching the Raiders collapse to the Arizona Cardinals, what he heard in the locker room after talking to many players, and uh, what his overall thoughts on are how this team moves forward and takes on the Tennessee Titans next week in Nashville. So that's coming up at 3.30. We'll also hear from Josh Jacobs post game in the locker room. And Josh is a guy, I say it all the time, he doesn't have to say a lot of words to tell you a lot of things, right? He'll, he'll, he'll send a message without saying a whole lot of words. So I think the conversation with Josh Jacobs might have been three minutes long at the most, but it's very informative. It tells you what you need to know. But right now, I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Also, Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Text from the 408, that collapse was so bad. It's the type of collapse that breaks up relationships. Hope DC and Adam's still good, for real. Um, I think they're fine. I know, uh, I know Devontae Adams was very angry when he left the, the locker room last night. Uh, he was the first one out of there, but I, I'm sure that they're fine. I don't think that one bad game or one bad half of a game in, in particular uh, is going to break up that relationship. Those are some really good friends, so I think that they're fine. But I totally understand what you mean. You know, that's, uh, that's one of them frustrating losses where – you know, you, you, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to be cool with anybody. You know, it's either like I need a hug or get the hell away from me type mode, right? Uh, also, you got a text from the 408. We Scorpios, bro. It's hard for us to let things go. That's true. I know that's right. I work on it, though. I try. I try to let things go, but it's hard. Mailman Raider said most blame should go to coaching and D.C., but I'll say D.C. was doing what he always does late in games to win the game. Can't blame D.C. for Hunter fumbling twice. If Hunter doesn't lose that ball, Carlson field goal, done deal. Also, whoever the cameraman was needs to stay away from the casinos. He was drunk, laughing my ass off. And uh, that's from Mailman Raider. And I think that I think he sent me that message on Twitter. I, there were so many messages coming through on Twitter as that game was going through. I didn't get to see the game because I was there, so I didn't get to see uh, it on CBS. But a couple, if that wasn't Mailman Raider who sent that to me during the game, someone else did and said, what in the hell was wrong with the, the cameraman? You can't, uh, you can't, can't focus in on the ball at all. Uh, one quick text from Cucamonga Raider. I don't blame the Raiders. I blame myself for believing. Oh, I think the rest of Raider Nation feels the same way. Being a Raider fan since the 80s, I feel like we always have somebody to blame. Dude, sometimes I feel like this is just the Raider way and it's in our DNA, which is depressing. Same story, different year. The only reason why it's the biggest lead we ever give up in our franchise is because we never beat the brakes off anyone and put our foot on their throat for as long as I've been a fan. That's Cucamonga Raider taking another approach to it, blaming himself. Blaming himself for believing. And that goes back to the summer when... We asked, and I know I asked multiple times, like, you know, what's your confidence level in this team? And I was very confident, and I still am very confident in the team. It's just obviously gotten off to a start that's less than ideal, to say the least. I still think that this is going to be a really good team, but I remember people calling in and texting in saying, I like what the team sounds like they're doing. 
I like the players that they brought in, but I want to see it till before I believe it because I've been burned too many times. That sounds like what Cucamonga Raiders is saying right there on the text line. But what are you saying on the phone line? 702-365-9200. How about Harold right here in Vegas? What's on your mind, my man? Yeah, first-time caller, uh, Raider fan since 69. Nice, nice. It's a good year. What's up, my man? Uh, two points real quick. Uh, one, uh, sort of tired of everybody who's saying it's just one game. Do they realize what division we play in? Right. You can't lose a game, not one. Right. And as far as uh, who, who to blame for the thing, well, of course the blame goes all around. But uh, I just say uh, look at the other team. Who won? Kyler Murray. He put it out there, and he put them on his shoulders, and he won the game. And that's what Derek's got to do. Good point. Good, strong point. I like it. And, yeah, you're right. Kyler Murray said, damn it, if the team's not going to do it, I'm going to do it. You're right about that. That's a great – that's a fantastic point, man. I, I You know, um, I didn't think of it exactly like that, but that's a, uh, that's a good way to look at it. All right, my man, be good. I appreciate you. Vice Raider is leaving the building. He's got work to do. He's got to be the vice. <laughs> he's got to be the vice Raider. It's like the commercial where the guy is like the Green Hornet or something like that, and he still has his, he still has his mask on, and they're like, hey, dude, you're still wearing your, uh, your mask and everything. Oh, my bad. That's what Vice Raider's doing. He's, he's going out to, to uh, fight the world. He's going to be the Vice Raider. But, no, great point. And, no, and I agree with you when you say, you know, it's not just one game. And that's why I said it's got to get turned around quick. Some divisions, like the NFC East, right, let's just use that example, they can, you know, putt-putt along and say, oh, this is just a loss, no big deal, because the division stinks. But this division is so tough. You look up and take a couple L's, and even in the AFC in general, you take a few L's in the AFC, you're going to be looking up wondering what the hell happened to the season. It'll be over before you know it. You'll, you're trying to fight and claw and scratch your way back, and that's a, a position you don't want to be in. Luckily for the Raiders, they have one AFC lost, loss, and they have one AFC West loss. That's it. You know, but they play an AFC team this upcoming week. They play an AFC West team the next week. They play an AFC West team the next week after that. So by the bye week, they could also be looking up like, what in the hell just happened? Where, where, you know, where, where did everything go? I thought this was going to be a promising season. By the bye week, you could be in some big-time trouble. I had people hit me up saying, Q, we ain't going to win a game by the bye week. I had people hit me up, and I know that that's just, you know, overreaction, um, you know, the, the reaction to a, a bad loss, but I get it. If that were to happen, if they were to be in that position, then you're all of a sudden you're, you're sitting there in the bye week wondering, okay, how do we get this thing turned around? What's our next move? So that could be a problem. But a uh, good call, Harold. I definitely appreciate you. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, uh, Autumn Wind Aaron. Welcome to the show. Q, how you guys doing, man? I'm blessed, brother. Hey, yeah, so I was out there yesterday uh, sitting in 225, you know. Uh, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted, bro. I don't know what the hell happened. You know, me and my buddy were joking, like, hey, we might get a shutout by the end of this thing. You never know, you know. Right. Uh, you know, lo and behold, uh, the Raiders do what the Raiders do and play with our emotions and make it, you know, uh, give me heart palpitations and all the rest of my Raider brethren in our section. Um, I don't I don't understand. You can't put a spy on Murray or contain. Like, that was crazy to me. I don't understand how that happened. And, you know, just the flow of the offense, I don't understand that. Do they not understand the flow of the game? Do they not see what we see? I was just confused by all levels. That that. That blowout, it was a blowout for us, and then it yep. became a blowout for us. Right. I don't understand how it happened. I want to know why it happened, honestly, because it's just the most regular thing ever, honestly. I don't know why or how. 
but the players got to fix it. They got to be accountable. Look at the mirror because you're right. You know, we don't have games to lose this game and the Chargers game. We both could have won. Right. But now we're 0 two and we got, uh, you know, an AFC matchup, like you said, and every game is going to be more important right now. Unfortunately, Tennessee's a must win. Cause I don't know if we can go 0 and three and then come back home and face Denver. So we got it. We got to clean it up. You know, it's it's crazy. It's, it's still early, but these games are going to mean so much if we don't pick it up now because we're going to be clawing and scratching like we did last year. So yeah. that's all i got to say, man. All right, thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, and yeah, I mean, games, I would hate to say that a, a, a game is a must-win in week three, but it almost feels like it is, right? I mean, that's what it feels like to me. It feels like that they have to find a way to go to Tennessee and get a dub. And, again, I know mathematically they don't, but, boy, it sure feels like they need it. They need to feel what a W feels like because right now all they know is what an L feels like, and it doesn't feel very good, as Raider Nation very well knows. And, again, I go back to the mentality coming out of the locker room going into the second half. I question if the guys at any point were in that locker room thinking, it's a dub, it's a dub, we're going to come out, you know, do what we do, get out of there, you know, 28-3, 28-7, Kyler Murray ain't nothing, Cliff Kingsbury is a terrible coach. I heard Q say that on the radio. Don't listen to me. <laughs> don't listen to me. Listen to me will get you in trouble. But, no, I mean, seriously, I, I don't know. It just felt to me like the mentality coming out of the locker room wasn't the same aggressiveness and the same intensity, and I don't even know if that's possible to have that same mentality when you're up that much. I don't know. You know, it, it's just, you know, Arizona played in the second half like a desperate team. There's no way the Raiders could have played like a desperate team because they, 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 they were up 20 to nothing. But you have to somehow – managed to have that mentality. Uh, earlier today when Josh McDaniels was talking, that was the question I asked him because he brought it up, playing with aggressiveness. You have to have that mindset to, mindset to be aggressive and play aggressively. And so I asked him, did you think that the, your team, your players, had that mindset coming out of the locker room? I mean, I, I didn't look at them and think that they had, you know, like cash it in, you know, and felt like we were ahead by so many points we couldn't lose. I did not have that feeling at all. Um, you know, and, and like I said, like, it wasn't like we didn't play competitively. We did, you know, we just, um, there's a, there's a, there's an art to learning how to finish a game the right way against an opponent who's going to apply some pressure to try to get back into it. You know what I mean? That it is what it is. You know, that's, that's going to happen in every game that you get a lead in, you know? So, um, I think this will be a good film for us to watch. We've had two completely different scripts here in the first two weeks. You know, we were behind at halftime by a couple touchdowns, and now we're ahead by three, you know, and we're going to have to figure out, you know, how to learn from both of those and, and do it better the next time. Head coach Joshua Daniels earlier today responded to the question I asked him about coming out of the locker room and did the, was that mentality, was that intensity there? And, uh, you know, again, Cardinals played desperate in the second half because they were. They put up 29 points. They forced overtime. They did, all, they did everything that they had to do. And the worst part of the matter is everything had to go wrong for the Raiders. Like, everything had to absolutely go wrong, and it did. And on the top of that, everything had to go right for the Cardinals. They had to convert multiple uh, two-point conversions. You know, they got saved on fourth down multiple times by penalties. Like, every situation that had to happen in order for them to actually be in that game and have a chance to win it had to happen a certain way. It had to fall a certain way, and guess what? It did. And everything that the Raiders couldn't do to allow them to be back in that game, they did. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to Robert in San Jose. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Uh, thanks for taking my call, Q. That was the most uh, depressing loss since uh, one in Oakland against the Chiefs on a Monday night where I just got up and left all my gear there and just walked out of the stadium. I had never heard the Oakland Coliseum just go silent 
and uh, this loss was a uh, was that the uh, was that the Andre, like that one. was that the Andre Risen touchdown catch? Yes, over Terry McDaniel. Yep, I remember that, and Eric Turner too. Rest in peace, Eric Turner. But yeah, I remember that. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, I, I'm going to kind of have to lay this at the feet of, of Josh McDaniel, and when I hear him say, "Learn how to win." I think that needs to apply to him as a coach, as a head coach, not just an offensive coordinator, and that he's got to learn how to win. Uh, when the Raiders got the ball back after that fourth uh, down, I just believe Bill Belichick would have told him to run the ball three times. I don't care how many yards we get. Give Josh Jacobs the ball three times. Give my defense a rest that's been on the field the entire second half. And he didn't do that. He maybe wasted 25 seconds on a clock when that could have been two and a half minutes gone, and that's the ball game right there. So he's got to learn how to win himself as a head coach. And what is this rotating the right side of the offensive line? Five guys have got to learn to play together and be a cohesive unit. You can't do that when two, two guys are rotating in and out every other series. Yeah, I agree. Good call. Good call. And that's what I've been talking about. And it's crazy, even though there was pressure on Derek Carr and he got sacked immediately to start the game. And I thought, uh-oh, the floodgates are going to open. But the offensive line is, it wasn't the biggest concern, even though you're absolutely right. I mean, that, they've got to get five guys. They can't keep rotating on that offensive line. You've got to get five guys and you got to stick with them. It's got to be one cohesive unit. And it's almost like, hey, this is who I'm going to go to war with. This is who I'm going to go to bat with. Either they're going to they're gonna step up or they're going to – drown right i mean at some point you just gotta you just can't keep rotating you're, you're absolutely right about that um and, and i agree with your your comment on learning how to win that doesn't just apply on the, the the players that applies on the coaches you know how do you how do you shut the door how do you close them out how do you stomp them stomp them out choke them out whatever the, the case is whatever you want to say whatever makes you understand what i mean when i'm saying finish them you got to do like the old school video game remember when it said finish them that's what you got to do. You've got to finish them. <laughs> what game was that? Do you remember what game? Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I wasn't a very good video gamer. Uh, I got finished a lot of times. <laughs> but Mortal Kombat. You've got to go Mortal Kombat on them. You've got to finish them. The Raiders didn't finish. Finish him. There it is. That a boy. Good job, DeMond. Yeah, finish them. You've got to find ways to finish them. And the Raiders did not. And that goes back to Bryce Butler, what he said. When I said, what's the message in the locker room? What do you do now? He said, you've got to finish. Got to learn to finish. Good stuff. 702-365-9200. Let's get one more call in. How about Rev Raider? Welcome to the show. Ooh, what's up, man? I'm chilling, man. How are you? Good, man. Good, man. Hey, man, where we get these Raider fans from? <laughs> Everybody hitting the panic button. Everybody talking about depression. I thought we were Raider fans. I've been talking crap all day. I talk crap even when we lose. I thought we were Raider fans. Where did we get these Raider fans from? Get your heads up, people. There you go. Season is not over. And, and everybody looking for somebody to blame. If you go back and watch the film, not only from this week, but from last week, Colton Miller has given up both for the sack and the pressure from uh, Sunday's game that uh, caused the fumble and the game that Matt got the strip sack. Colton Miller, I know everybody gives him his prop and his credit, but the last two weeks he has been the one who has given up the pressure. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, you know, the thing about it is Colt Miller didn't play in the preseason either. So there could be some of that. You know, I don't like to, and I don't want to keep going back to, well, they got to play in the preseason. 
But, you know, it's one of those things. You know, if you come out and you're successful, then, hey, preseason be damn. You don't need preseason. But if you come out and you struggle, then, hey, you should have played in the preseason. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's easy to think about it on uh, both, both ways. So it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough call, but I, I definitely appreciate uh, your feedback on that. I think you have a lot of good stuff. You're talking about some really good stuff. Damon, you want to take a quick break, or do you want me to go into Josh Jacobs right now? All right, let's go ahead and hear from Josh Jacobs. This was him in the locker room following the game last night. Again, I always tell you, he tells you a lot without saying a lot of words. Here's Josh Jacobs post game. Josh, obviously, there's a lot of football left to play here this season, 15 games. But um, how do you make sure that there's no hangover from this thing so that it doesn't interrupt something moving forward? Uh, I mean, I feel like that just really depends on you know the leaders, the leaders on our team. You know how how we come to work tomorrow. Um, how we prepare this week, um, you know, I think that, that that'll set the tone for the, for the locker room. Every loss hurts and is disappointing, but in a loss like this, is it like does it feel a little bit worse than what it was? Nah, they all suck. They all suck. They all stink. You know what I'm saying? So I hate losing. You know, so yeah. Clicking so well offense the first half. Any idea where things kind of went astray a little bit, or did you feel like things kind of slipped a little bit at some point? Um, I don't know. I feel like we controlled the, the game uh, in the first half. Um, I feel like we came out and just didn't have the same intensity. So, yeah, we got to work on finishing. Where does that start? Just kind of a mindset? or uh, I think it's everywhere from, from, from the top down, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just the way we practice, the way we prepare everything, mentality we need to have. Were you surprised in the second half you guys weren't having as much success moving the ball? Or is that just a result of what they were doing? Or you guys weren't running it as much as before? Uh, I feel like that's above my head. I, it ain't really my call to make. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like I just try to go out there and uh, execute what I could. Especially with it being so close to the game just ending. Are you almost in a sense like we are like almost in shock? I mean, it seemed like because the game almost seemed like it was won and then it actually turned out the way that it did? I mean... One thing I do know is in this game, you definitely feel when, when momentum changes. You definitely can tell when the other side um, is, is getting life. Um, I, mean, I mean, you felt it. So, I mean, the only thing that you can do is respond. Make a play. They make a play, you make a play. And um, we just felt to do that. Were you guys over there on the sidelines saying, hey, we got to step it up? Yeah, I definitely was. I definitely was. I'm coming out in halftime. I felt like it. We had a good drive and we scored, then you know, we can kind of do what we wanted to do, and we we failed to do that. So, there you go. There's a uh, there's Josh Jacobs in the locker room, and you heard him say that he felt it slipping away. He felt the momentum slipping away. And I know Demond back in the home studio, the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, doesn't believe in momentum, but Uncle Mo's a real thing, and they felt it, and Josh Jacobs felt it, and you heard him say, "I was on the sideline. I was, you know, trying to tell these guys, let's go." You also heard him say it was above his head. And Paul Gutierrez from ESPN had asked him about moving the ball. And then he clarified and said, running the ball as well. And he said, it's above my head. So clearly Josh Jacobs, who is the leader on the team, believes that they should have been running the ball more. And he was, he was doing really well. He was running downhill. He was running strong. He was running angry. And I put out a tweet, and DeMond pointed this out as well. I put it at, there's 12 minutes and 7 seconds left to go, and I said there's a little nervous energy in this building with 12.07 to go. And, Damon, that, that stood out to you. Why, why did that tweet stand out to you the most? 
Well, off of hearing Josh in the locker room, it's when he mentioned the momentum, and you also had that tweet. So, mm-hmm. what were you sensing? Where it's just was it like the the crowd was the crowd sensing it as well, or were the Cardinals really just picking up steam at that time? Well, the Cardinals were definitely picking up steam. You felt that they were doing what they wanted to do, but looking around the stadium and even hearing some of the the cheers and Raider Nation, I want to salute the Raider Nation because man, they were loud and proud the whole stinking game. But there was a time where it just felt like. People were nervous. People were, well, what's going on? Are are the Raiders going to be able to step up and make a play? Are the Raiders going to be able to do this, that, and the other? You just kind of got that sense that everyone in the crowd wanted to erupt. They wanted to have that moment where they could just cheer and exhale and be like, yes, game's over. But there was nothing that, that, that the Raiders were doing to seal the deal. There was nothing that they were doing to put that nail in the coffin. And it's like every time that Raider Nation got kind of ramped up and kind of got that extra energy where, hey, this is going to be that moment where we get to blow up, all of a sudden it got taken away. You know, fourth and one, Raider Nation screaming and yelling, losing their voice. Juan the Smasher sitting over here next to me, he ain't got no voice from screaming. Fourth and ones, everyone's screaming, and then all of a sudden they convert, and it's like, ugh. Oh. You know what I mean? It's like you get that big buildup. Da, 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 da. Oh. That's, that's, what's, that's, that's what is that kind of nervous energy that I was sensing around the stadium. Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to a guy who I know is fired up. Let's talk to Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show, my man. I, I'm, I'm burnt out, man. I don't have no more energy to get fired up. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I done wasted it all, man. Like like my boy just got walked four bad pitches in a row. There he goes. I put a picture, showed you what I was doing, waiting for you. But, uh, man, I, I'm burnt out, Q, man. We we don't give a lot of energy to this team that we was that everyone was so hyped on about, man. But, again, it goes back to a quarterback not making plays when plays need to be made. You know, past two weeks, Derek hasn't looked the same. Josh McDaniels isn't looking the same that he looked in preseason. I mean, I, I, don't, I understand it's early. We do understand it's early, but this is the vision where I said last week this game was crucial. You know, a lot of people kind of shook it off like it wasn't that serious of a game. But, well, you know what? Now we see what 0-2 is smelling like, and we see, you know, Devontae's mad, he's leaving. We all thought this looked great on paper, but I kept saying, Q, until they hike the ball, we don't know how this team's going to react. Now look at the controversy we got going on again now. 0-2, like Jacob said, how are we going to when we come to work on Monday? You know, and, and, and just to watch the NFL, the greatest game to watch, and to watch an athlete like Kyler Murray do that to your team, I mean, can you really hate the man? I mean, we, we, we just watched some greatness. And like the caller, a couple callers before me stole what I was saying is, he put that team on his back when he had to. When has Derek done that nine years? And when? Sometimes you, maybe the game is just a little too hard for him, Q. Maybe this offense is a little bit too complicated for him. Maybe this whole Raider thing with Derek is coming too much where he just needs a break because, Q, something ain't right and we can't keep going on like this with the players we have on paper. We can't keep missing Darren Waller, a great tight end. Them, both those guys' chemistry is so off. They cannot connect, man. So many times he misses them more than he connects. Run the ball. I, don't, I, I, I just don't know, Q. I'm burnt out, man. We, we've yelled and hollered. We've got hype. But, I mean, now it's like, dang, is this really going on? So, until something happens, man, we don't know what's going to happen. But something's got to happen. And All right. Good stuff, man. Th- thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Hopefully your son's doing well at the baseball game, doing what he do. I see the picture now. Uh, and 
again, there's so many different elements that go into this game and so many elements that went into the loss and the collapse in the second half in particular. You know, there's a lot of blame to go around. Of course, it starts at the head of the snake, though, you know, which is uh, the head coach. And I think he, as we had a caller earlier say, is trying to find out and figure out how to win as a head coach as well. You know, it's one thing to be the offensive coordinator, but, you know, you have a lot of responsibility when you're the man, when you're the head coach. So you're responsible for not only what you're supposed to be doing, your your area of expertise, but the rest of the squad as well. So thanks for the call, my man. Raider Mac, Raider X, I see you. Don't worry. Don't go nowhere. Hold on or, or give us a quick call back. We'll definitely get to you. But we got Ed Grady coming up next from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, also our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. He'll join us to talk about what he saw from the press box. This is Raider Nation Radio 920 Live at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. We're here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. We're going to be here watching Monday Night Football. Of course, there's a double header going on this evening, so definitely come on by, hang out, have some drinks, have some food specials. 24-7, $2 beers is going on right now. Well, 24-7, $2 beers, that means 24-7 is going on at the Oyo Underground Lounge. So come on by and hang out with us. Got a text on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, talking about the Raiders' collapse. It didn't make any sense. They ran the ball to get a lead, but when they got a lead, they stopped. Now we bring on Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, and also the Las Vegas Review-Journal. And, Ed, it didn't make any sense. They ran the ball to get a lead, but when they got a lead, they stopped. How confused were you by the play selection of the Raiders in the second half? I mean, some of the drives, yes, but I think Josh McDaniels uh, made a point today that, um, you know, some of, the, some of it had to do with penalties. So if you're first and 10 and then you get a false start, it's first and 15. So I think that played into some of it. I'll, I'll believe him in that sense when he's calling his plays and you're trying to go down a distance. So I think that had something to do with it. Um, but, yeah, there were some curious calls there. I mean, I think you've, if you haven't touched on it, the, uh, the nine-second, the ultimate nine-second drive, Right. Of uh, of the uh, when there's 12 minutes left of the game and they they just stopped them on fourth down and they respond with three short incompletions. Um, I thought that was kind of curious. Uh, so that and that didn't help because then they punted away and and you know Kyler Murray drives them the field and does the amazing two point conversion to get him back in the game. Um, so I think you can go through each game and 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 kind of question play calls and when they should have run, when they should have passed. I just think the you know, the offense just didn't get it done. We were talking about on the show this morning, who do you blame most? And I blame the offense the most. Yeah. Um, I just don't, you know, they just didn't sustain enough in the second half to keep their defense off the field. And then when you gave Kyler Murray some time in the second half, he was, he was brilliant in the second half. Um, you saw what happened when he gets going. Yeah, we did. I mean, and, and he's a guy that's slippery. Obviously, he's super athletic, and he was able to make a bunch of plays, and that defense was just gassed. They were exhausted. But, you know, how do you – get these guys, how do you, you know, coach them up to come out of the locker room intense and fired up and excited like they were to start the game off? Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the key to everything, right? And, and if you had the answer to that, you'd have the answer to a lot of things in life <laughs> in terms of uh, not knowing, you know, you can tell them all you want, it's 0-0 zero zero on the scoreboard. That's stupid. They look at the scoreboard and it's 20 to nothing. Right. Um, now, you know, we saw in the NFL yesterday, as McDaniel said, and we all watched as games, you know, with huge leads, you know, evaporated and teams came back to win. But you never think it's going to happen to yourself. So I don't know, you know, what kind of rah-rah motivator Josh McDaniels is at the halftime in, in, in a game. I don't know if he feels he needs to be that way. Maybe they just had their position meetings and came back out on the field and it was up to them to be motivated and up to them to be fired up. But they had to find something, you know. And, again, it's human nature. You know that. I mean, 
it's 20 to nothing. It's just human nature, even if you don't think or know what's happening to you, to let up a little on the emotion. Um, and when you do that, and like we said, you give Kyler Murray you know, some, some breathing life and some, some air there to, to, to maybe make one score to get back in, and then you start feeling a little tight, as we saw, and then all of a sudden what happens happened. Yeah, and, and what happened wasn't good for the Raiders. No. It was not good. It wasn't good at all. No, and, and again, I, I'm with you. I, I blame the offense, particularly in the second half, for not being able to help out a little bit. You know, just put up a few points. They only put up three, and they were outscored 29-3 to three yeah, in the just, second I mean, half. Those two, those two uh, three and outs, just put up some drives. I mean, right. you know, if you, if you burn some clock, it makes it harder for them to come back. Now, they would have just, you know, Tyler Murray would have just – um, you know, ratcheted it up even more and tried to come back even faster. But still, you have, let's say, on the three incompletions, let's say you get two first downs there. You know, that's a chunk of the clock. You know, right. I mean, we got to remember they won on the last play, or they, excuse me, they tied on the last play of the game. Right. Zeros in the clock. So just do that. Not, not even score, just have something sustained to where you're eating up some clock to where it would make it really difficult. Not to say he couldn't have done it, but it would have made it really difficult time wise for him to do what he did. Talking right now with Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, also the Las Vegas Review Journal, here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, live from the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Uh, how long do you think it's going to take for the Raiders? How long do you think it's going to take for Derek Carr? How long do you think it's going to take for Josh McDaniels to figure out the, the middle even when it comes to the usage of Devontae Adams? That's <laughs> Well, we would have liked to ask Devontae Adams, but he left pretty quickly. Yesterday. Man, he did. Um, he was out before we even went in. Yep. Um, yeah, that was that was interesting yesterday. I didn't think, you know, we do these things in the paper on over-unders. I didn't think he was going to get the targets he did last week. None of us did. But if you'd have said his usage would have been that, I would have been surprised also. So I don't know what the middle ground is. I think we're going to, they're, they're going to have to come to the middle ground because, yeah. you know, they've tried it both ways and they're 0-2. Right. So, you know, it's one thing if it would have worked yesterday they would have won the game, say, okay, maybe you do spread it around more and use him as a decoy a little more. And all of a sudden Matt Collins is getting some catches and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, and, and that can work some weeks and you can get a win. But they tried it with 17 targets, um, and they lose. And they tie, tried it yesterday where he was barely a part of things except for the touchdown, and they lose. So there's going to have to be a middle ground there. I'm sure they'll try to reach it, um, but they better do it quickly. I mean, again, we were figuring this out uh, in, the, in the media room um, uh, later, you know, after McDaniels today. Yeah. And I don't know if it's time for overreaction, but it is time for urgency. You know, you go 0-3 since 1983, 3% of people have made the playoffs 0-3. You don't want to go 0-3. Right. So I don't know if it's overreaction time, but it's urgency time. And part of that urgency is how do you get Devontae Adams, kind of like you said, involved in the offense to where he's in, – in, and here's the thing. I didn't mind the 17 targets because he was so so good that game. I mean, yeah. he was wonderful. But you got to get him involved way more than he did yesterday on Sunday, and they need to go to Tennessee and win. You don't. You just don't want to be 0-3 in that league. And with a lot of the um – of the blame, you know, it's been going on the offense. Hey, they didn't chew enough of the clock. But on the defensive end, the pass rush, they just could not bring Kyler Murray down. So what is it with the defense where we saw it a little bit with Herbert, but more importantly with Kyler Murray in yesterday's game, of them just not being able to get to the quarterback and allowing him to extend the plays? What does the pass rush need to do better? Well, and again, McDaniels made a point today. I don't know how much, you know, you put stock in it, that they rushed him differently than Herbert because of what he can do with his feet. But you're right, Damon. I mean, where's Chandler Jones? You yeah. know, I, it's two straight weeks now. And, um, you know, I think he tried to give him an out there in terms of how they were rushing um, uh, Kyler, but it, it, it didn't hurt Crosby, who's had a lot of pressures these first two weeks, got him once, 
almost got him a few other times. I mean, he certainly brought the pressure, but there's nothing coming from the other side. So they've got to fix that um, because teams are going to start noticing that. Um, and again, you know, maybe they did rush him differently because who who he was, and, and and they schemed him up differently because when he gets in space and things break down, you saw what could happen yesterday. He just makes plays with his feet that no one else can make. But you're right, Demond. They have not been good enough. And you know, they were gassed and tired. But at the end of the day, you know, 29 points in the second half and overtime is too much. So yes. they have to take some of the blame as well. Um, I agree with Q. Not as much as the offense does, but you, at some point. You've got to make a stop on fourth down. You can't let them continuing to convert fourth downs as as they make their comeback. At some point, instead of getting one hand on them, you've got to bring them down. You've got to have someone to make a play, and that's what they didn't do yesterday. You know, I, I wrote about it, and I think you guys have probably talked about it. And McDaniel said that this is the NFL. You know, they make one of those plays. They don't fumble. They have a better punt from AJ Cole in in the fourth quarter. Um, they make two first downs or one first down on that nine second drive. All of those things. There's probably like 10 to 12 things that we're talking about that they did none of them. If they do one of them, they probably win the game. Right. And I was, I was saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they didn't. Right. I was saying you know? that earlier. I was like, man, everything had to go right for Arizona, and everything had to go wrong for the Raiders, and it did. Yeah, yeah and it did. <laughs> and, you know, you incredible. make one play. Just make one play. Don't fumble. Don't, you know, like I said, I mean, A.J.'s a great punter, but when they needed him to pin them, he knocked, in a, he knocked out a 37-yard punt. Right, you know, and then gave them the ball like the thirty-four yard line instead, maybe inside their twenty, where again more clock would have to be used, and maybe they don't go down and score and and tie the yeah. game. You know, all those little things matter, and like you said, they didn't do one thing of them, so that's on them. I mean, that that you know, eventually they, they've they, they've played two games, and I think as much as as much as the opponents, you give them credit. I you know, I, I think it's as much on the Raiders than it is the opponents that they're owing to. No, I agree, and that's the thing about it, Ed, because they spent all offseason, all training camp, all preseason talking about not beating yourself, not beating yourself, not beating yourself, and I feel like, personally, it's been two weeks in a row they've beat themselves. Yeah, I agree, agree. and I think if they make those plays, uh, this conversation is much different, and you're talking about a 2-0 team instead of an 0-2 team, but that's the reality of the situation, and that's the NFL, and the teams who make the most plays, it sounds cliche, but cliches are you know there for a reason. They're usually true. Yeah, and the team that makes the play usually wins. And it was Kyler Murray yesterday making all the important plays, and they couldn't stop him. And now, uh, like I said, they go to Tennessee, and you know, you they they got to find a way. They got to have some urgency about themselves this week. Carrying mean, the Tennessee plays tonight, so you have an ec- a little extra prep on them. Uh, they're not a great team, but it's on the road, so we'll have to see what happens. You know, he's going to play. You know, he's going to play. He, he's played against two. Derek's played against two. He's been outplayed by two really good quarterbacks. Um, and it, that can't happen again. That can't happen this week. So he's got to step up as well and, and, and be the better quarterback on the field. And if that happens and, you know, Chandler Jones gets going and Devontae's involved, then they probably have a really good chance of going to win. But, you know, again, they got to have some urgency about themselves. Ed Granny is our guest here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions for you. As far as the message this week going forward, now you have to put that loss behind them. What's the message in the locker room to get the guys focused and fired up? Because, like you said, you've got to have that sense of urgency to win that game on Sunday against Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, you just, it's like Matt Collins said on the, on the Zoom. He goes, by 5 o'clock today, meaning Monday today, you know, you know the boo-hoo, all of you know, poor us has got to be done. And if it's not done, then there's something seriously wrong with you. Um, You've got to forget it. Um, th- this week's way too important to worry about it, you know. Uh, from everyone from, you know, the, the false start to Hunter Renfro has to forget it. Um, yeah. 
And if not, you're going to be in trouble. So I think that's the message. Put it behind at 5 o'clock today. I think that's when Gordy Namak would be done watching film. And then you, you, know, you put it to bed and move on. Because if you don't, you can get caught again. Like I said, I reiterate that 0-3 is a bad number in that league historically. Um, even with 17 games now, it just puts yourself really behind an eight ball um, by losing their first three games. That the message has to be put it behind you and move forward and, and everything on the Titans and every your focus is on the Titans. It's got to be. I mean, it really does have to be. And I guess if you're looking for a, a silver lining, they, they get the Tennessee Titans on a short week. The Titans are playing tonight, and so they get an extra day of rest where the Tennessee Titans do not. And I know it's not it's, it's small, but maybe it's something that they could take advantage of. Who knows? Yep. They need to find something to, to latch on to. Well, Ed, before we let you go, man, uh, UNLV, they picked up a victory on yeah. Sunday. They've got their second win. The Aces picked up, or they won on Saturday. The Aces won on Sunday. They won a championship now for Las Vegas. I mean, what are your thoughts on those two programs and uh, teams winning uh, games over the weekend? Well, Mark Davis made the right call. Yep. Um, went to the right game to watch his team win the championship. So there's that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh well, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this argument with one of my colleagues in the paper, but uh, we are saying the first uh, major professional sports franchise uh, win. And whether you want to look at it that or not, it's a great accomplishment. Um, we had this discussion on uh, on the press box this morning: is are they the best basketball team uh, you know ever in Las Vegas? And for what they did, because everyone's going to go to the UNLV teams. It's a great conversation. It's a great debate. People are going to land on both sides. But at the end of the day. When you win a championship and they won almost every important award, they had the best player in the league. Yep. Um, the coach comes in and their first year wins it. It's a terrific, terrific job by them. And UNLV, uh, I think they're better than people thought. They're better than people that we both thought on the morning show. I mean, I think uh, the Mountain West this year is down enough yeah. in spots to where I don't think there should be a game where UNLV isn't competitive in. And I think they can make a serious run at a bowl game. Um, that quarterback and running back or dynamic kids or offensive lines playing well, I think they will give up some points, but they're going to be hard to stop in the Mountain West. There's going to be some Mountain West teams that are really going to struggle stopping that quarterback and running back. So, yeah, I mean, good win for the Rebels, and we'll see. They're, they open league play at Utah State this week. I think they'll be favored, and that's the type of game in the past they haven't won. You know, right. They've very rarely been a favorite on the road, but they'll, I think they'll be a favorite on the road, and this is, this is the year they kind of have to go in and prove that they can win those type of games when they're, they've got to beat who they're supposed to beat. Right. Exactly. Beat who you're supposed to beat and then take yep. a chance with everybody yep. else. Good stuff, yep. Ed. We always appreciate you, my man. What you got coming out on the RJ? What you got coming out on, uh, on, uh, on the press box that we should be on the lookout for? Raiders column tomorrow in the RJ on the 0-2 start in the press box. Uh, I'm sure we'll do a lot of Raiders, some more <laughs> aces. Uh, we're going to have our uh, new colleague in tomorrow helping out with the board. Uh, oh, nice. We'll look forward to that. She's, she's going to be in. Uh, Lindsay's going to be in, so we look forward to that. And, uh, yeah, just moving forward with a week where uh, – I'm going to go on a limb and say Tyler's going to have some opinions on things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the most underrated statement of the day, right? Oh, my goodness, yeah. No doubt about that. Tyler will definitely have some things to say. He'll have some, he'll have some things to say. Exactly. Well, great stuff, Ed, as always, <laughs> man. Hey, make sure you uh, make sure you coach Lindsay up real well, man. I, I'm counting on you. I need you to coach her up. So nah, I think she's great, man. We're going to do well with her. <laughs> yeah, we really will. I'm excited about uh, the addition of Lindsay as well. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for your time, man. Buddy. We appreciate you, man. Be safe. Appreciate you, buddy. See you. All, All right, my man. There he goes. Ed Graney from the uh, our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, the press box with uh, Tyler Bischoff, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., and, of course, the RJ, where he does a lot of fantastic work. He'll be on the road covering the Tennessee Titans. I believe he's taking off on Friday as well to uh, – 
cover the Raiders and Titans. So love to hear from Ed every chance we get. Right now, let's hook something up, man. I was going to talk about it and advertise it, but let me go ahead and just hook it up, just kind of throw it at you. The Ultimate Raider hookup, we had that last season where we gave out tickets to the game. We gave out an autographed jersey. We hooked that up. Well, we're bringing it back. We're going to do it one more again, like the kids like to say, or at least the kids when I was a kid used to say that. So uh, there's that. As DeMond just looked at me like, there's none of us that say any of that, but that's cool. 702-365-9200. Look for, look for calling number nine right now. We're going to get you hooked up right now with a $35 gift card to the Raider Image. And what that $35 gift card does, not only does it put a little bit of dinero in your pocket, but it also gets you in to win the Ultimate Raider Hookup. Two tickets to the Raider versus Denver uh, game on Sunday, October 2nd. Two field club passes and an autographed Raider jersey. If you want to wear the jersey, you can wear the jersey. If you want to put it in a frame, put it on the wall, you can do that. But we're going to get you in to win. We're going to do it right now. 702-365-9200. Call number nine is what I'm looking for here on Raider Nation Radio 920. You guys are going back to Vegas for a bit of a party. Yeah. What do you expect that to be like? Man, it's about to be crazy. So everybody in Vegas, get ready. I don't want to call out nobody else because I already called y'all out before, but I will. Congressman, governor, mayor, usher, everybody. Fighters, USC, I don't care. Come out. We about to go crazy. The city's about to be upside down. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. That's the Aces, Asia Wilson right there talking about the expectations, heading back to Vegas, all fired up. Parade's going to be tomorrow. We'll tell you more of the details when we get more of the details, but excited about the Aces and what they're bringing back. The fact that they were able to, in Coach Hammond's first year, with not really a deep team. They're very deep with their, their starters, but they don't have, have the deepest bench, but they didn't need the deepest bench. They had the players that they needed. They went out there and performed at the highest ability, and they won a championship. So salute to the Las Vegas Aces, Coach Becky Hammond. Shout out to Mark Davis for uh, knowing how smart it was to go and hire a coach that was worth the money that he paid her, and, it, and the results were there. Now, obviously, Raider Nation wants the results to be there as well on the football field with head coach Josh McDaniels and the new regime. Not off to a good start. 0-2. It's a tough, tough out, obviously. WNBA and the NFL are two different entities. Can't compare the two at the same level, but everyone wants a winner. Everyone wants a winner, and I know that Mark Davis wants to win on the football field as well. I know Josh McDaniels wants to win on the football field. I know all the players in that locker room want to win on the football field. So they got to find a way to get back onto that horse, got to ride that thing and get into the win column, man. It's going to be a tough game coming up this, uh, this Sunday with the Tennessee Titans. Mailman Raider hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Two weeks into the season, who has more to prove, D.C. or Coach McDaniels? Well, I know D.C. is going to follow what Coach McDaniels does and says and teaches and coaches. So, honestly, I think that the more, more of the pressure is probably on Coach McDaniels because, you know, at least from the point of view I'm at, I spent the whole offseason, I spent training camp, I spent preseason listening to what he has to say, watching as much as I can observe as far as training camp and preseason goes, and feel like the team is – supposed to be headed in the right direction have gotten off to a start that's not a start that they wanted and really unacceptable that game that we saw on Sunday that lose the way that they lost so obviously everyone has a lot of pressure on them when you're getting paid the kind of money that all these guys are getting paid there's going to be a level it's gonna be a level of uh you know uh pressure anyway but I think coach McDaniels as the as the lead dog I think the most of the pressure is probably right now on him but we'd love to hear from you 
702-365-9200. How about Raider Mac? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Thank you. Hey, you know what? Um, it's, you know, it's kind of sad. I mean, in 20 years, uh, since 2020, uh, we have had only five winning seasons. I, you know, it's not, it's not that we lost. It's how we lost. Right. I mean, we lost to Miami with seconds left. And we're going to win games with seconds left. It, 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 I don't blame nobody for the loss because it was just a whole team collapse. It, you can point fingers at the coaching staff or whoever you want to. But at the end of the day, it's a team game, and everybody everybody played a part in it. And and to blame, uh, point fingers at people then. But I, I I just want to go back to two things, and I'll let you go. The first one is, um, do you remember when you had um, what's the name from the pivot on? Oh yeah, uh, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark, you you remember when he said that training camp didn't seem fun yep. to the players? Yep. And, and he's a former player, and I think McDaniels, something is going on because it's just that, and, and I don't think the players are having fun. Uh, you, you can tell. And the second thing, and the last one, I'll let you go on this. Hey, I disagree with, with, um, with uh, Butler about Devontae. Hey, Cooper Cup is double-teamed and all that, and he's still getting the ball. That's the job for McDaniel and Carr to get the – get him the ball. You, I don't want to hear no excuses that they doubled this, they did. Jerry Rice used to get double team. Guys going double team. He got double teamed in um in in uh, in uh, Green Bay. So that's an excuse. Just just figure out a way to do a bubble screen. Do anything to get him the ball and I'll let you go on that cue. All right. I like it. Good call. And yeah, I mean Playmakers are, are there to make plays, right? Alpha dogs are, are there to be alpha dogs. You're going to get doubled. You're going to get tripled. Sometimes they've got to and, – and this is what I think that Derek Carr is going to have to continue to do is sometimes Devontae Adams is going to be covered. Sometimes you're just going to have to throw it to him anyway and trust that he's going to be, he's going to be the better player. Sometimes you've got to – what do they say? Throw him open. Sometimes he's going to have to do that. Trust himself and trust his playmaker to m- go make a play. Simple as that. That's a good call, Raider Mac. Definitely appreciate you, my man. 702-365-9200. That is the Raider Nation listener line. Sam and Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Got one text from Mark in New Jersey. We'll take a break. Blame goes to the coaches. Run the ball, especially at the end of the game. We needed five yards for Carlson, one of the best kickers in the game. Again, that's Mark in New Jersey. And I thought that that was a, a big key is not running the ball enough. I thought that the, the run game needed to be more effective. It needed to be used more in the second half, and it just ultimately wasn't. So that is a problem that goes back to that fine line of are you running the ball being conservative or are you running the ball because it's being effective and you're still being aggressive offensively? That's a fine line that I can't call you how to do it. I don't know how to do it. That's the head coach, Josh McDaniels. That's on him to figure out where that fine line is. And when you can figure that fine line out, that's when you can figure out how to finish and win games instead of lose games like you've seen the Raiders do the last two weeks. 3.56 is the time. We'll come back from the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We'll be talking to Jesse Merrick from News 3 LV, talking all things Aces, talking all things Raiders, and more. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.